Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Scoop Slam Podcast. We are back, finally, finally, as The Rock would say, off a hiatus. We're ready to roll, ready to get scooped and slammed. Once again, I'm joined. He is the best man to ever host the co. It's Ryan. Yo, Micah, got my Mountain Dew pitch black right beside me, and I'm ready to be scooped and or slammed today. Let's get into mm. it. Well, before we get too far into it, uh, we got a Raw and Royal Rumble review. Um, happened a couple of days ago, so a little bit of a jam-packed episode, but you know we're ready to get right back into things. It's finally be, or it's finally good to be talking about current product. But uh, before we get too far into it, we obviously want to offer our condolences, uh, you know, to the family of Jay Briscoe, uh, Jamin Pugh. Obviously, all this happened while we've been on hiatus, but we definitely wanted to, you know, let everybody know that his family's in our thoughts and prayers just an unfortunate accident and obviously i mean we couldn't go an episode without mentioning it yeah. um it's just it's truly a tragedy and i do hate it, you know that that happened for everybody involved um and if you do or if you're in a place that you can donate i believe there is a gofundme out there i think they're still taking donations and everything yeah, they don't know uh, raised about two hundred thousand already Okay, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, but yeah, that's out there if you guys want to do that. And like I said, I'm sure you guys have heard about it by now, but we just wanted to offer our condolences. Yeah, man. Life's too short, man. Something like that can happen to anybody at any time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Jay. Rest in peace. And we will start with the Royal Rumble. The 2023 WWE Royal Rumble, I believe it was in San Antonio, and it was January 29th. A lot of news and rumors swirling around before uh, the event, whether The Rock was going to be there, whether Austin was going to be there. Um, Obviously, the whole Sami Zayn bloodline stuff was going on. But we will go ahead and start, as they did, shockingly, with the Men's Royal Rumble. I believe our first two entrants were Gunther and Sheamus. But before we get too far into the Rumble, I do want to talk about this new format we're going to try out, see if we like it. Um, So basically, you guys may have heard of ups and downs in reviewing. You know, you say what you like with an up, you say what you don't like with a down. We're going to put our own spin on it. So we got our scoops, that's our ups. We got our slams, that's our downs. So if we say something's a scoop, that's a good thing. If we say it's a slam, that's a bad thing. So we're each going to have our own. We're going to go a little bit back and forth, discuss all that good stuff. I'll go ahead and start us off with the first scoop of the men's rumble. I had Gunther's performance in the rumble. Yeah. Uh, This one really shocked me that they were going to put him on first. But obviously they've uh, put a lot of faith in him. They put a lot into his stock. I really feel like he's going to beat the Honky Tonk Man's uh, Intercontinental title reign. Wow. What is that? Is that that a year? I think it's close to 400 days. Let me look it up. Um, But I feel like that by them putting him first, they were testing his cardio and just seeing, and obviously he slimmed down a lot. 
But uh, I think that they really put a lot of trust in him. And after this Intercontinental title reign is over with, they're going to put him in the main event scene. Rightfully so, in my opinion. Yeah, he should. He should. They had a lot of stare downs they teased with Gunther, too. Uh, he had a stare down with uh, with a Drew, uh, Omos. Uh, who does he have a stare down with? Oh, Brock. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, he's destined for some big things in 2023. Yeah. The longest... Greg got to choose to do that uh that Iron Man spot too. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of people, I think, in their minds, Guther's still that bigger guy because he was that guy for many years. But ever since he slimmed down, and I mean, props to him because the transformation's insane. But yeah, everything has really – you can just kind of tell – He's made a transformation, and they really are pushing him towards bigger and better things. The longest intercontinental reign is 454 days. Jeez, honky talk man headed for that long? <laughs> I guess so. Do you, do you remember uh, who beat him? Uh, I'm on now. Scoop was slam. Brett? Scoop slam impromptu trivia here. Uh, no, it wasn't Brett. Mm. Come on now. Main event guy. Big picture. Main event guy. Sean? No, 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 no. All right, go ahead. You got me. It was the Warrior. Oh! <laughs> he did it at Royal Rumble, ironically enough. Hmm. Yeah, he beat him in like 30 seconds. Rightfully so. Well, uh, you wanted Warrior to go 10? 10 no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But yeah, um, all in all, I thought Gunther's performance was probably the best part of the Rumble. Obviously, you know, we're going to get into some more, but I think it left you wanting, well, not not wanting more in a bad way, but more hopeful for the future, I guess. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The whole men's Rumble match had me hopeful for the future. Yeah, which is shocking in today's realm. Oh, man. We we still smoking the opium over here. <laughs> well, I'll let you move on uh, to your scoop of the rumble now. Hey, man. Uh, I got commentary as a big scoop for, like, the entirety of the event. Uh, Pat, Pat McAfee, he just injects such enthusiasm. And I don't know. He does something to Michael Cole, man. He makes Michael Cole feel like... He's JR in his prime. I, I mean, he just feels like he lets loose when he's with uh, Pat compared to I, – I like Corey, but he's just he just doesn't have that same chemistry like Pat and Michael Cole does. And I think Pat got to the show 20 minutes before they went live, so he had no prep time. He, had, he went through no meetings, and it's like Pat – him on commentary is the closest thing to like a, a fan just commentating the whole event because – He's just, he's just off the cuff. He's him. He's not going to – nobody's – I assume nobody's in his ear. I don't know. I'm not a Titan Tower. But it just feels like they just cut him loose, and they, 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 they let him go. And I love that. I love when commentary are themselves and not just buzzwords and uh, – you know what I mean sometimes with WWE commentary? Yeah, they, they use the, the old uh, – what's the 
term I'm trying to think. Like just, lawyer jargon type deal, but you know, the, no, the medical facility or box like structure or nobody, nobody actually talks like that. I just Pat, he's real. He's real. And you can't script Pat. Yeah. Even on college game day you could tell, and it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I mean, he's the same way on both shows, so I I, I agree with you. It definitely uh, felt more genuine, and it gave it a breath of fresh air, just like on SmackDown. Whatever they're paying Pat, it's not enough. Give him whatever <laughs> he wants. Keep him on SmackDown. Keep him with Cole, because he he's the best. Com- he's the commentator of the year. If we had Scoopies for commentator of the year, it would would have been Pat. Yeah, I agree. That ain't sure wouldn't have been Excalibur or uh, Corey no. Graves. No, 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 no. I like Corey, but he just, he is not good on Raw. Mostly because of the jabroni they got sitting next to him. What's his name? The Irish cat? Yeah, he I just don't know his name. I watch Raw every week. Um, Patrick something? That sounds right. <laughs> something Irish. Something Irish. No disrespect <laughs> to our viewers across the pond, but he just, I don't know. He doesn't have it. Thank God he was away from his pay-per-view. He would have brought it yeah. back. But commentary, commentary, big scoop. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I think the Irish dude was on the pre-show, but uh, I will move, <laughs> I'll move on to my uh, next scoop of the Royal Rumble. And I, we kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but it was the building of stories that they were doing. Um mm-hmm. And I know they kind of do that towards WrestleMania, but a lot of things, one, have kind of carried into the Rumble. But even with some of the Gunther stuff, you got stuff for the future. Gunther and Brock, Gunther and Omos, which I don't really care to see that, but Gunther and Drew. Yeah. Um, You had Brock and Bobby with Bobby eliminating Brock Lesnar. That was a huge moment. Yeah, and he went crazy on the outside, too. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but uh, Seth and Logan as well. Um, you had match. it'll be a good match. I just uh, <laughs> I don't really match. care for Logan. It's gonna draw the most outside eyes to the product. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect, I mean nobody. I'm not a big fan of Logan Paul personally, but him in the ring and if he can embrace the heel stuff, he I mean he he's a big star, and he he gets it. Yeah, I mean, he had a big spot, and I'm not going to lie, I've seen that spot more than I have anything else, because, I mean, ESPN shares it, because like you said, he's got that, uh, he's got more clout, I guess, than everybody else, but um, it's, eh, he's not my favorite, favorite, like you said, but um, yeah, just the building of stories in the Rumble was really good, I thought it yeah. was, it blew last year's Rumble out of the water, um, there, I obviously I do have my issues with it. We'll get to those in just a second, but um, yeah, I thought the storytelling in this rumble was really good. Yeah, and another thing, circle back to Logan. Man, didn't he tear his? He tore his meniscus. I think they were working. That had to be because there's no way, man. That was a month, month and a half ago. There's, there's no way he got healthy in a month and a half. Because. I, I remember them saying he tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus. There's no way. no Unless he has John Cena mutant super healing powers, he's not coming back in a month and a half. <laughs> they put him in the That's, little uh, 
tank that they put Goku in. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, man. I went right over my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but Logan and Prince, he's an explosive athlete, too. It's, it's time for, um, I think that Buckshot Larry should be his, his finisher. What do you think? I think it might be. <laughs> who, uh, who does that Buckshot Larry on the other mm. side? Yeah. Certainly ain't CM Punk. No disrespect. Oh. No disrespect to CM Punk. Well, you know what? Yeah, all disrespect to CM Punk. Ah, <laughs> we can't start this this early. Okay, all right. And the uh, spot with Ricochet was cool, too. Where they made yeah. the middle. That was probably the best moment of the match, honestly. Probably so, yeah. Between that, our eventual winner, and uh, I guess maybe Brock, or Bobby eliminating Brock. I would say those are probably the top three moments. Yeah, but the most viral was the meet in the middle spot, which I've never seen before. Very, very innovative. Mm. Punk and Kofi did it in the chamber. Yeah, but it wasn't it like, wasn't it closer? Were they closer to each other? Nah, it was the same. It was the same exact spot, just in the elimination chamber. I have no memory of that. Did you remember that? I didn't remember it, but I've been seeing it on Twitter. Uh, I think Carmelo Hayes and um, Axiom did it on NXT too, but whatever. Oh, well, it, was on a big stage. it was on a big stage. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take. I'll let you uh, go ahead with your next scoop from the Rumble, and I think you've got two here, so I'll let you hit on both of those. Oh, okay. Uh, so the current talent. I like they highlight the current talent. You know, uh, sometimes WWE likes to. You know, they like to put their old talent on a pedestal, and they come in the rumble and clean house, and it's not beneficial for the young guys that's gonna be here the next next week. That's gonna have to draw money. You know, I mean, you could have had Stone Cold in this rumble. Okay, Stone Cold eliminates five or six guys. How does that help the current guy? That just that puts a, a perspective in the fans' mind that oh, these these young guys aren't as good as the Attitude Era guys. They can come in and beat down all the current guys. So, I mean, it just, it kind of puts them at a lower lower level. So, I like they use a lot of the current guys. And you think back to the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, Micah. What was that? W- which Rumble, in your opinion? The greatest Rumble. Mm, that's a, uh, I don't know, it's hard. In my opinion, it's the 92 Rumble. And the 92 Rumble had all current guys. They didn't, they didn't fly in Bruno San Martino to be a surprise entrant for the 92 Rumble. They built up current guys. They built up current storylines. It's just beneficial for the long-term health of the company to have majority of the guys in the Rumble to be current guys. And I know uh, everybody likes surprises in the Rumble. Well, you know what? They didn't advertise any surprises, okay? They didn't advertise, oh, Austin could be here. Oh, Rock's going to show. They didn't advertise that. So if you're let down by them not showing up in the Rumble, that's on you because they, they didn't advertise it. I mean, it'd be different they advertised it and they let you down, but they didn't. So, I mean, current guys, that gets a scoop in my opinion. See, and before you move on to your last uh, scoop, that's one that I disagree with you on because I, I do understand where you're coming from. You do make a good point. But me personally, one of the reasons I like the Rumble is to see some of the older guys come back. I do get your point. How does it benefit guys to be eliminated by Stone Cold. I'm not saying he's got to eliminate five or six guys. I'm saying maybe he eliminates one or two, 
and then Austin Theory eliminates Stone Cold, and then it's like, oh shoot, you know that that puts Austin Theory over. Um, and and I know they don't advertise it, but I think a lot of the reason people get hyped for the Royal Rumble is because in past years they have had the surprises that everybody wants to see. Now, yeah. obviously, a lot of those guys are older and can't do it anymore. <laughs> And most of the guys from the era that I grew up in, like if you think about the 2007 Rumble or 2008, something like that, that was 10 years after the Attitude Era, around that. So those guys were still not like ridiculously old to be in the ring. Nowadays they are, and 10 years ago was 2012, 2013. Majority of those guys are still in the WWE right now. The Dolph Ziggler's, the Kofi Kingston's, and if they're not WWE, they're in AEW. So the only yeah. one I could say maybe was like Cena, but I mean, I don't do you, know. Well, do you think that the lack of star power in like the mid-2000s, the later 2000s, you think that like Nate? Because they didn't build up all, none of their mid-card guys during that time. They're like Mr. Kennedy, Carlito, Shelton, those guys should have been, they should have got to a certain point, but WWE just didn't build them up that way. So, I mean, you kind of reap what you sow in that situation. You built up no stars for the Ruthless Aggression era that can still be over at this point in time. Yeah, I I think that does play a part in it. But even like a Mr. Kennedy, if Mr. Kennedy would have came out, I'd have been like, oh, shoot, you know, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would have popped <laughs> But, but you know, how, how, many, how many guys that, well, how many people, young kids, knew about Mr. Kennedy? I mean, come on now. Yeah, I, I get your point. So I, that's what I'm saying. I see both sides. I would have liked maybe like one or two more surprises, but it doesn't weigh down the whole event for me. Well, well we, but, got, we got Booker. We got Booker. Yeah, okay. Edge. like Edge. I don't like Edge, but you like it. <laughs> I like Edge. All right, well, I'll I'll let you close up our scoops for the Rumble with uh, the closing of the Rumble. I think you have this as a scoop as well. Um, I did. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Last scoop for the Rumble. Uh, It's got to be the right guy one. Cody Rhodes. We all, we were predicting it for months. I called it way back when he tours his, his pectoral that you give him the Triple H treatment, you play the vignettes weeks before he returns, and then he shows up in the Rumble a la Triple H. Just like they didn't have Triple H um, return, surprisingly, in the O2 Rumble, they built it up, they had the vignettes, and he showed up in the Rumble. Nobody complained about it then, so why? When people will say, oh, they should have kept Cody Cody's uh, appearance as a surprise, why? Why? You didn't need to. Build up the sympathy in the meantime. Get, show, show the vignettes of him recovering. Give the little emotional video package weeks before he comes back. And announce it for the Rumble. And then people are looking forward to him coming back in the Rumble. So um, Cody Rhodes winning, definitely a scoop in both our books. Yeah, I, the only issue I have with that is the spoiling. Like, I do understand your point, and they did do it with Triple H, and it made sense. I would have liked to not know for sure just because it is the Royal Rumble and the surprise element kind of plays into it. But I do see your point, too. They did it with Triple H, so what's the big deal now? But I guess I can see both sides in that aspect. 
He only had like one slam, uh, other than the ones we've already touched on, which was like the lack of surprises and uh, the spoiling of Cody's return. So I'll let you cover the uh, the the one slam we had that we haven't already hit on. Oh man, this was this was kind of sad, man. Kofi botching this Blair Rumble say yet again. I think it's time to go ahead and call it that because we um we just can't perfect it anymore. <laughs> uh, the chair. What were they going for with that chair? I think he was supposed to land on the chair, and they had Xavier holding it, but the issue was, at least he overshot from, it. Yeah, one, he <laughs> overshot it, but two, Xavier was holding it from the side, and he should have been behind it. I don't know. It just didn't work out, and I think they may be like kind of running out of ideas, and Kofi's a little older, so he's obviously not as athletic as he used to be. Oh, come on. I ain't that old. Well, I mean, he's not. <laughs> Trying to put him in retirement home. No, I'm just, he's not a, a, a young flower anymore like he used to be. Not a, he's not a spry young man as he used to be. Yeah. And you know what? Something else deserved a little slam in that match. That's the, who are they playing bongos with their derriers? Oh. <laughs> Michael, what was that? What, what, what move? Can you describe that move? Can you give us a rundown of that move real quick? Um... <laughs> well, uh, kind of put me on the spot. Uh, they meet up in the middle. Yeah. They square up. Kofi and Xavier, we mean. And they do do some kind of... It's kind of like he was going to get him like a sunset flip, but like a... He wrapped his legs around his midsection, um, and Xavier was behind him in that... In, oh, man, this is not sounding too good. Okay, so... Uh, we talking about the banger bros here or the new day? <laughs> Wait, and then they, I don't know, man. I, describe, can you do a better job describing it? So Micah? it was kind of like <laughs> he was doing a reverse sunset flip, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. And so Xavier's head was between Kofi's crotch. <laughs> And Kofi's head was between Xavier's crotch and Kofi's on his feet. And then they just started like playing bongos on each other's butt. And yeah, just, you know, I would say go watch it, but you don't have to. We'll just, we'll just. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't. I'm glad we didn't have any casual fans that are at our watch party because that would have been a hard explain. Yeah. Um, not for me. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> I like the new day, but man, come on now. Let's. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> speaking of not for me, next up after the men's rumble, the Mountain Dew pitch black match: Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Mm. I'm gonna start on the good. I'm gonna start on the good. Very um, polarizing match online. I only have one scoop, and that was Bray Wyatt's paint. It looked cool. It was different. 
under the black light, it was really cool because like you didn't know that that's what it was gonna be, and then you're like, oh okay, that's cool. It makes sense. And right. yeah, I'll let you go ahead with your scoops because you you like this a little more than I did. Ah, uh, it was not a long match, which is what it should have been. It's five minutes. Um, I got one scoop. That's I'm still intrigued by the storyline overall. Keeps you guessing. I mean, I'm gonna tune in to SmackDown. It's one of the, I say it's one of the top three built-up storylines on SmackDown right now, and I, it, I'm still invested in it. But I'm a big Wyatt fan, so I can see how this isn't for everybody. But I like to suspend my disbelief when I like the guy only, because I can't suspend my disbelief when when Orange Cassidy's in the ring or something. But you know, man, I grew up on Undertaker, Kane, all that Magic the Gathering BS stuff they did on a weekly basis. So I I think people are being a little too hard, my man, Bray. So Scoop is intriguing storyline for me. Mm. All right, I'm going to go ahead and move to my slam. Oh, man, you don't want to <laughs> counteract that? Oh, I'm finna counteract it with the slam. This was... <laughs> rotten ladies and gentlemen from the announcement of the match to the match taking place to the black lights to the ending sequence the match was not bad if it was just a match it was five it minutes. was lackluster five okay first off we got the Mountain Dew logo in the middle of the ring and it's under black lights and yeah L.A. Knight is in, like, bright neon. And I like L.A. Knight, but, man, this whole thing was just bad. If this was on AEW television, or, nonetheless, an AEW pay-per-view, you would not let me live it down. Nah. I mean, AEW had a Cracker Barrel match, so them having a Mountain Dew match isn't a big deal for me. And you know what? Man, I'll happily accept an, an occasional Mountain Dew pitch black match if it means the pay-per-view or the ple as we call it it's five dollars okay they have to recoup that money somewhere micah jesus do you want to pay sixty dollars and i have a mountain new pitch black match no you don't hey if they would put That's more wrestling on it i don't want a 12-hour marathon of wrestling I... this was longer than full gear we looked it up night i mean you count the pre-show for aw no i'm not counting for either event we don't have a pre-show match, so. Well, you had a pre-show talking segment. Oh, we like to talk of the event? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Anyways, from the start of the pay-per-view or PLE, no pre-show included, full gear was under four hours, or it was like maybe right at four hours. Royal Rumble was like four hours and 11 minutes, which is longer than full gear. Well, you had two Royal Rumble matches, Micah. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you had two Roy- what are you going to do with that two hours? Two hours right there. Well, I mean, you only had three other matches. Well, I mean, if Roman didn't take 30 minutes to get to the ring. <laughs> Five-minute entrance. Putting Undertaker the same. <laughs> Shoot. Man, it was like 12. <laughs> Anyways, man, this whole thing, I didn't like it. 
and it was rotten. I'm more forgiving because, like I said, I grew up on Undertaker and Kane, so it didn't bother me that much. I was just kind of glaring at you the whole time. Come on, man. Really? At the what Undertaker and Kane did for their whole career, and you turned your nose up at Bray Wyatt, really? It's Kane Undertaker, not some goofy stuff. Yes, but it was different. We argued about this for oh. hours. <laughs> this, this ain't different? Because it's like we were saying the other day. Obviously, we were off air. Undertaker, you don't have to watch the product to like really understand, I guess, his gimmick. Like you can look at him and be like, oh, okay, he's some like dark, like dead being. Kane, what? Yeah, he's got an Undertaker outfit on, and his name is Undertaker. <laughs> okay, all right, go ahead. What is Bray Wyatt's gimmick? Like, I understood the Bayou cult leader. What Are is the like... gimmick now? It's too kitty. I don't like the fat pig and the man oh. in a mask coming out there. No, 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 not Bray, the fat pig. I'm talking about the fat pig. <laughs> the fat oh, oh. He's gotten in good shape. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that fat pig from the Firefly Funhouse. Husk gets the pig, excuse you. And ladies and gentlemen, Micah did not watch any Firefly Funhouse segments. That's why he is saying all this. So, I mean, you can't just get dropped into the middle of a, a, a major motion picture and expect to know the backstory of being the character. So maybe if you went back and watched the Firefly Funhouse, you'd be more invested in storyline, Micah. Watch the product, man. I, no, okay, I didn't have to watch the product to understand The Undertaker or Kane. I don't understand Bray Wyatt, and the Firefly Funhouse does not draw me in. Well, hold up now. Man, if you you telling me if they dropped you into February of 1998 and you were to watch a Monday Night Raw, you would know what The Undertaker and Kane were? I would at least know Undertaker. <sighs> what about Kane? I mean, okay, maybe not fully understand it, but... I, I would be like, okay, that's a big old menacing dude. Like, what is necessarily menacing about Bray Wyatt? He's just creepy, but not even in like a a boogeyman creepy, like a, uh, it's more of just like a, I, it's just weird and it's bad and it's rotten and all the Bray Wyatt lovers are going to kill me over that, but okay, it's bad. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. It's going to keep me guessing. I'm going to, it gets the, it gets Probably the most viewers online as far as YouTube numbers and Twitter clicks. So, and he's selling the most merchandise. I just don't, I think you're being really hard on it. And you're putting your nostalgia glasses on for Undertaker and Kane when they did hokey stuff, probably more. Kane summoned fire and burned people. And how do you explain that? How did he have this firepower? Why did Undertaker never shut off the lights mid match to help him win the match? Why did he never do that? Disrespect for the art. Oh, come on! You got you got your mem you got your nostalgia glasses on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Savoring the taste of member berries. You are you're jaded, man. You're a jaded wrestling fan. Just go ahead, admit it. You can admit it. You're jaded. I'm not. I'm not admitting that. You jaded. <laughs> I let you go ahead with this last nah. slam. Okay, my last slam for this fiasco. The Mountain Dew pitch black match. 
uh, the best Mountain Dew pitch black match I ever, I might add. Um, the, my slam for this match, uh, I don't know if Uncle Howdy was supposed to miss L.A. Knight or what happened there, but uh, it kind of – so Bray chased off L.A. Knight like they were in a horror movie or something. They chased off to some uh, structure away from the stage, and I don't remember how Bray got L.A. Knight on the st- structure. Um, and then off in the very – distance you had the mysterious uncle howdy which we still don't know that much about but i'm intrigued where it's gonna go well anyway he's on the platform la Knight is stationary on the another platform and uncle howdy does like a trust fall or elbow drop or something and he doesn't hit la Knight at all and then pyro goes off and uh, and then you got the Firefly Funhouse characters looking off in the distance. That that was a that was a slam for me. I don't could have done without that. Could have done without the whole match, but I guess that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, next up was for the <laughs> Raw Women's <laughs> Championship. Um, we had Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss, and I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't a bad match. I just there wasn't a whole lot of noteworthy stuff here, and I'm not really invested in the the feud itself. So uh, yeah, I mean Bianca won. We'll move on. Yeah, not much to say. Well, after that, we had the Women's Royal Rumble, and. Mm. I will start us off with the scoop. And um, my first scoop was the NXT love that they had. They had a couple people from NXT come in. Um, Roxanne, Zoe Starks. I think there was another one that I'm missing. Indy Hartwell? Indy Hartwell. And last year, I know they didn't have anybody come in from NXT and either Rumble, I think. But this year, obviously, they don't have the women's roster to do it. But I thought that this helped. And it, it lets people get at least somewhat familiar with the new um, NXT women's talent. So I thought it was a good showcase for them as well. Zoe lasted a pretty good while, I think. And uh, Roxanne got a little pop when she came out because she's an NXT champion. So I, I just thought it was a good element. Yeah, it, it was. They got some good. They got some good ladies down there, NXT. Yeah, I see some clips online. Some of it's not great, but some of it, like Tiffany Stratton's, pretty solid. Uh, I can't ever think of that other girl's name, but she does this. Uh, dang it. it! It's some top rope move, but it looks really cool. Um, Roxanne's good. Zoe's good. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Key to Lions. Fans she gets called up is better. Um, I think she's hurt right now, so I might be skipping NXT for a while. Uh, yeah, man, the uh, NXT ladies showing out in the Rumble. Can we, can we please downsize the women's Rumble to 20? Uh, like, do we really need 30 women and 
30 men. Like, there's not nearly as many women on the roster to justify 30 spots. Micah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I see your point. To me, it's just me speaking, I kind of enjoyed the women's rumble at least just as much as the men's. Yeah, it wasn't bad. If not, maybe just, a little more. They, I, it's, just, it's just uh, at some entrance, I didn't even recognize the song. And I, it took me a while to, like, oh, okay, so that's who that is. Because they don't feature... They don't feature thirty ladies on a weekly basis in the on the shows. Why are we justifying thirty spots for these these girls? I, I don't know. I mean, I see your point. I think the music thing is across the board, though, just because all the music sounds the same. But that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't mind it as long as they like last year's rumble was bad to me. This year's was a lot better. Um, men's and women's both. I don't know. Like the women, I feel like they have a better shot to get more surprises because some of the, really, yeah, because like the Michelle McCool's and the Layla's and people like that, they were still, you know, they were 10 years ago. And I know women's careers typically don't last as long as the men's careers, but I, they had more surprises in this than they did in the men's, yeah. and I enjoyed that. Okay, okay yeah. If uh, Layla shows up, you're like, oh, that's cool. But, I mean, it's a difference if, like, Steve Austin shows up in the men's room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, who cares? <laughs> Molly Holly has another surprise entrant in the rumble. Oh, yeah, that's Molly Holly. She looks okay now. I mean, come on. All right, I mean. <laughs> no disrespect to women's wrestling. <laughs> well, we'll we'll move on. I, I think 30 women is fine, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. I'll let you go ahead with your scoop. Um, I got Oscar. Oscar returning with, uh, I know there's been a lot of rumors online that she's going back to her previous gimmick in Japan, which was some kind of psychotic clown lady. I don't know much about it, but the face paint she had was cool. She came in, she had a heck of, heck of a performance. So, uh, you know, Asuka making her return to Rumble as a new gimmick is a big scoop in my book. Yeah, I think, no pun intended, it's a good fresh coat of paint. Um, because, to me, before it was <laughs> getting a little... Oh, well, you know, I try. Um, it gets it was getting a little stale to me before, so I think that this opens things up. Plus, with Charlotte being a baby face, and Becky yeah. being a baby face, and Bianca yeah. being a baby face, we got Rhea as a heel. Even though I mean, people yeah. still cheer Rhea. We got Bailey as a heel. We need that next, that third other heel, and I think Oscar yeah. can be that. Definitely. Um, I'll go ahead with my last. Uh, well, I'll let you go ahead with another one because one of them is before what I'm going to get to. So I'll let you go ahead with your next scoop. Nah, it wasn't like a big scoop, but it's a scoop nonetheless. It's a it's a scoop in the right direction, if you will, Micah. Uh, and that's um, the dropping of 
the name Dewdrop. Yeah. Now, there was a time a couple years ago where WWE was changing NXT people's name when they, when they got brought up and then the commentators had to pretend like they'd never seen that person before and call them by the new name. It always kind of bugged me, you know, when you had Dewdrop or um, what, what was L.A. Knight's name? <laughs> Mac Dupree. Max Dupree. <laughs> or, or um, as Cody called him, Gunther Magilla Buddy. You know, I, it's good that they brought back the original names and got rid of the goofy name Dewdrop. And there, she's Piper Niven now, by the way. Yeah. That's her old name. I agree. She's not necessarily. Oh, oh, you go ahead. Oh, oh, one more, one more, one more. Butch. Oh we, Can we get rid of that now? Can we get rid of Butch? And we got the first names back, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, like you said, it's nothing. I mean, major necessarily, but it is a step in the right direction. I'm not even like the biggest Piper Niven fan in the world, to be honest with you. But I do think she has potential with her size. Like, she can be that menacing character that the women's division really needs. Like, Rhea has more size than a lot of the other women. But there's really not a, not a lot of women that are, you know... Yeah. That that build. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be hateful at all when I say that for real. They just oh, need to... Stand out. Exactly. And so I think that's really needed in the women's division. But with a name like Piper or with a name like Dewdrop, you're never going to get anywhere. No, you can't see that on the marquee at WrestleMania. Yeah, but Piper Niven, okay, I can get she, behind that. She can go too. She's not She's not Nia Jackson there. She can go. Yeah. Well, um, I will go ahead with my last scoop because I've already hit on the uh, – good surprises one with the whole NXT thing I was talking about earlier. Um, the ending sequence. Now I'll break it down for you a little bit. So we had Oscar, Liv Morgan and Rhea were the last three in the rumble and they were all on the apron. And this kind of led to, I guess like, Oh shoot. Because I think the favorite was Rhea and she started at number one and Liv was number two. But you still didn't know because Oscar had debuted this new gimmick, and then the fans really like Liv Morgan. I mean, we've talked about why we think the management likes likes Liv Morgan, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so they were all on the apron. They were going back and forth. Oscar goes to do the mist. Uh, Rhea ducks. The mist hits Liv. Rhea then does a kind of like reverse six one nine. She kind of missed Asuka a little bit, but it wasn't a big deal. Um, so that, she kicked Asuka. Asuka was eliminated. And then her and Liv go back and forth for a minute. Liv eventually knocks uh, Rhea off, but Rhea's grabbing the top rope, kind of doing, you know, what do, they, what do they call it? I can't remember. Skinning the cat. Skinning the cat, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she, and the core strength to do this is amazing. She oh, then yeah. kind of does like a curl, picks her legs up, grabs grabs Liv, who's still kind of affected by the mist, and 
kind of, I guess, Hurricane Rana's her off of the apron while Rhea's still holding the top rope, and Rhea won. And to me, it was, I don't know, it was a really cool ending sequence. I kind of like that they were all on the apron, dazed. Um, The mist was cool, and Rhea ended it in a really good way, made her look strong. Because... I don't know, to me, I was like, holy crap, because the core strength to do that is insane, and uh, this kind of segues into your next point, Um, Rhea's performance in the Rumble was great, I'll let you go ahead with that. Yeah, man, and going back to that ending sequence, Asuka hit that miss, like, dead on, you know, I'm I'm used to the miss missing, because, you you know, your boy Malachi can't seem to get it right on the other channel. Um, and yeah, the ending sequence with the Hurricane Rana, that, that was, that was very innovative, very innovative. I've never seen anything like that as far as ending. I think the ending sequence for the women's rumble was, a, was better than the men's rumble. I agree. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, and Rhea, for her to do all that, cause did you, did you watch the, um, press conference at the end of the rumble? You watch that? No, I didn't catch it. Okay, so Rhea said that she dislocated her knee in the match, and she had to pop it back into place. Oh my! So she was doing all that on a bum knee. Like that is crazy. Jeez, yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, she said she um, she's always had trouble with her knee because she played soccer back in the day or something like that. I don't know, uh, or football for our friends across the pond, uh. Great, great performance by Miss Ripley. They had the best woman's worker in the whole entire company work that whole match, which was a it's a big scoop in my opinion. I agree. Um, she is <clears throat> maybe not the best woman's wrestler yet, but I think she will be on that roster. And who do you think's better? I mean, shoot. I personally, I would put Charlotte above her right now. Mm, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I, in the future, I see bright things. You know, I've been sick of Charlotte for a few years now, so I'm not going to say she's the best, but I can see how you would say that. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> you didn't watch, I like Charlotte. You didn't watch the Reign of Terror. <laughs> she's a 15-time yeah. women's champion, bro. <laughs> Rightfully deserved. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll go ahead and segue into our slams. I'll uh, start us off. There wasn't a whole lot wrong with this rumble, in my opinion. One of the things that bothered me was how quickly Becky was out. Now, I understand it, and I get that they were furthering the... Uh, Becky and Bailey feud, which we'll hit on in a little bit with our Raw review. But to me, I just felt like it was a little premature and she should have lasted a little bit longer. But that's just in my opinion. Yeah, I guess. I'm not the biggest Becky fan, so I wasn't sad to see her go. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Man, you don't like Charlotte or Becky. Who do you like? I like Bianca and Rhea. Oscar's okay. Okay, well, yeah, I, I'll give you that. Oh, Becky's whole demand stuff was so forced. Oh, God, it was so forced. She should not have been the main event of WrestleMania. Should have been Kofi, but I digress. 
See, I missed that whole thing too. You would have been hot at the time, I guarantee you. <laughs> well, I'll let you go ahead. Uh well not that I'm opposed to No, you know what? I'm not gonna be nice. Nia Nia Jax, man, did we really need her back? And it's no. it seems like that she's back. Like she's gonna work with the company again. I, I don't know for sure because she wasn't on Raw. So we'll see on SmackDown. I'm hoping it was a one off because Jesus Christ, Nia Jax sucks. She sucks. They botched her entrance, which I've never seen before. It was <laughs> I don't remember when. They just played her music out of nowhere and then the countdown clock like was on the screen. So she didn't get a countdown. Her music just started playing. It perfectly encapsulates Nia Jax as a whole. Definitely so. Didn't need her back. Didn't want her back. She can stay gone. And hopefully that's the last time we ever see Nia Jax. She sucks. Well, like you said earlier, um, I mean, you got Piper Niven now, and they're similar build. I think Piper is a little smaller than Nia, but Piper's like three times the worker that Nia is, and you have, I don't know, you only need one of those yeah. bigger women who can play that bigger menacing woman role. Why do we need Nia Jax back if you're repackaging Piper? She doesn't, she doesn't move as well as Piper either. She's like a, a sofa cushion, man. It's hard to work with Nia Jax. I don't know if you watched that match that she had with Charlotte, but that completely soured me on Nia forever. Uh, yeah, I've seen the clips. They started shooting, man, and she was sandbagging Charlotte. I, I, that, like, that's unprofessional, man. But And then all the stuff that come out after she got released, she was dogging the company. Uh, she, you know, she dissed my man Roman. You know, they don't do that. Uh, that's not the tribal chief. Oh, not, and especially their family, the bloodline. But, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. Nia Jax. Big slam. Big slam. Biggest slam of the night. (laughs) Get her out of here. Well, I'll close this up. Uh, I got two, and they're kind of small, I guess. Um, The whole sponsored Zelina Vega thing really (laughs) bothered me. (laughs) It was just weird, man. Oh, man, you nitpicking, man. She got a sponsorship deal. (laughs) Why are you nitpicking that? Oh, and next up in the Rumble, here's Pepsi Man. And he just, it's a giant, a giant Pepsi outfit. Like, come on now. Man, the girls like the cosplay. She has a, I think she has a, a fan page or not technically only fans, but she does like cosplay stuff. Oh, Brand Army. Oh, I, I, think she, I think she actually does have that where she takes, oh, man. She, she takes money from fans and they tell her what the cosplay is. It's nothing like, uh, nothing risque or. Uh, like a girl, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, but yeah, man, she. I, it didn't bother me. It was on brand with her. She likes the cosplay. I'm sure she got a bag for that sponsorship too. Oh, I imagine. I don't know. It just seemed like, <clears throat> excuse me, like a, uh, a 2K Royal Rumble where you like download people and I don't know. It just bothered me. And hold up now. What about your man? What about your man Glacier and WCW? I mean, if they could have got a Mortal Kombat sponsorship, I'm sure they would have gotten it. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't drag Zelina. You act, you act like I support 
Glacier. <laughs> I saw the poster in your house. Oh, no, man. He, he's lying, y'all. He's lying, y'all. Uh, the only other thing I had was the return of Chelsea Green. I really liked the way they handled Chelsea Green's return was stupid to me because they just jobbed her in like five minutes. Not even five minutes, like 30 seconds. That just bothered me. Do you know anything about Chelsea Green, Micah? I don't. I know she's married to Matt Carter. That bothered you that <laughs> some random lady comes out and gets thrown out. Well, I mean, it's an introduction of a new character, a new women's wrestler, and you just in my eyes, from somebody who's never seen Chelsea Green, now I'm like, okay, I don't have to care about her. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I can see where you're going. Hey, a special little shout out for uh, Michelle McCool. She hopped a guardrail and was an entrance. I like that. Oh yeah, I like that. I thought that was it was funny. cool because I had heard stuff earlier in the day. That like she wasn't gonna be there because she didn't get asked or whatever. And so then I thought it was funny that we got worked, brother. We did. We got worked. Well, I mentioned it earlier. How it was kind of surprising that they opened up with the men's rumble. But mm. here we are. Mm. Match of the night. Moment of the night. Moment. Maybe moment of the year. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I know you a big, like you a big Roman fan. I like both guys. I like KO. No, I know. I'll let you go ahead and open this up. Um. Yeah, you know, I got one slam for the match because the match really didn't stand out. It definitely wasn't their best match together. They've had way better matches. But uh, I, I agree. I like KO. I like him getting visual pinfall. You know, gives him that an out with Roman. The referee was was uh, knocked out. I forget how they got to that sequence, but Kevin Owens got the visual pinfall, the one, two, three, and Roman had to cheat to beat Kevin Owens with a low blow. So I, I like that they protected KO at least a little bit. Something that they probably wouldn't have done if you know the crazy man Vince was still in charge. He probably would just had Roman spear him, and that was it. But yeah, man, it's big big scoop in my opinion. KO. Didn't get, didn't get jabroned out. Uh, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a good spot, and it it ended up playing into the whole ending sequence as well. Yeah. Um, really, I have no slams for this. In all honesty, other than the match, like you just said a second ago, wasn't their best match. It wasn't a bad match by no means. Um, the entire thing was great. From start to finish, match, like I said, maybe not their best, but still a good match. Yeah. The ending sequence, um, I you know, we're trying to stray away from breaking it down like we used to, no DX, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to break this one down for oh, you. Oh, hold up, cause, hold up, I got one slam, I got one slam in this match. Okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, that's Kevin Owens taking them crazy steel steps bumps, man, that was... You don't need to do that, KO. Come on, man. You're 38, 39 years old. You're 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 over. You don't need to take those risky steel steps bumps. He took he took it twice too. He took it twice, Michael. He could have snapped his neck. Hold on, say that again, because it kind of cut out. I'm saying those bumps he took at the end of the match. He could have snapped his neck, Michael. 
Yeah. They weren't my favorite. I understand, and it kind of played into the ending as well because it was showing like the really ruthless side of Roman. But I do see your point. Unnecessary. Yeah. Even I think Darby took them the week before on uh, Dynamite, and it just, I don't know, man. It's scary. Yeah. To me, I, it's not my favorite spot. Yeah. So Roman wins. And Sammy and Heyman were out there with him. And the Usos come down. And they start beating up Kevin Owens. And Solo comes down. And they start beating up Kevin Owens. And, and Sammy and Roman are just kind of standing over there watching. And they put him in the corner. Put a chair on his head. Wedge his head in between the chairs. Solo does the little hip attack. That was scary. Yeah. I, I, that's another spot I don't like. Like Tony does it, Tony Storm does it on AEW, but without the chair. But the chair added, I'm like, Ooh. and from an from a not insider perspective, it might be a really safe spot. Yeah, but it just looks like it could kill you. Yeah, but there's a difference between you know taking that spot from 120 pound Tony Storm or 240 pound Samoan Beast. I mean, I don't know. I'd rather take it. Me personally, I'd take it from Tony Storm anyway. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, it was a very, very risky bump. I could have pilmanized them in that um with that with that spot. Yeah. Well, um, so they move on from that, and Roman picks up the chair. The USO, uh, Heyman, pulls out two pairs of handcuffs. Well, <laughs> Roman, <laughs> you keep handcuffs handy, Micah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, <laughs> not me personally, but I guess, you know, Never. When, the, when the situation arises. <laughs> so Roman, uh, he twirls him around. It's pretty funny. Um, handcuffs KO, and he starts like he's going to hit him with the chair. Or he handcuffs both of KO's arms to the ropes. Yeah. Really just go watch this segment because it's, it's one of the best things WWE's ever done. I'm not I'm not gonna overanalyze it a whole lot. Basically, Sammy and Roman go back and forth because Sammy thinks he's being too ruthless. He wants Sammy to hit KO with the chair. Instead of hitting KO with the chair, Roman turns his back and Sammy hits Roman with the chair. Monster pop. Yeah, like there's a few pops sometimes they rattle like the microphone pickup. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. This was one of those. And the Usos, he turned and looked at the Usos and was like, I'm sorry. And oh, Jay is horribly confused. Well, he only turned to Jay. He didn't turn to Jimmy, which is a good play. Oh, okay. a good playback because, you know, originally Jay was the one that, 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 that stood up to Roman in the beginning of the Bloodline storyline. Yeah, main event Jay. Main event Jay, yes, sir. And the, the chair shot to the back was kind of a callback to when Seth turned on the shield. So you combine all those things. Jimmy super kicks Sammy. They did beat up Sammy except for Jay. Jay's in the corner and he's really conflicted. And Jimmy's like, man, you're my brother. He's not your brother. What are you doing? Roman's kind of the same way. And Jay just slides out. He don't want anything to do with it, and he walks back. He's crying yeah. on the way back to the locker room. Because he, he, he stood up for Sammy, not even 
um, a week ago on Monday Night Raw. He saved them. Yeah. And again, just go watch this because it's like one of the greatest things WWE's ever done. And I say ever. Um, it's one of... We had this conversation a couple of days ago. It's one of the best long-term storylines of all time. It probably will be the best when all said and done, when the paint's dry, man. I, I'm finding... I'm finding very little examples that can surpass the the two, three-year-long bloodline storyline. I, I just, what what would you have above it? We got to get to the payoff, obviously. Yeah. Because that was, it was that way with Sting and NWO, and then the payoff was rotten. It did suck, yeah. Um, but, the... but how many times have you seen a heel... <laughs> turn heel <laughs> like Roman you know he gets he gets cheered but he's he's the heel every week he's the bad guy him turning on Sammy <laughs> he heel turned during a heel turn like can you remember anything like that Michael he got nuclear heat for ripping that shot no, off Sammy and people were given the FU Roman chance which I've I not heard since he beat Undertaker he took his street, and then the night after, they showered him with F.U. Roman chants for a good 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I, maybe maybe when K.O. turned on Chris Jericho in the Festival of Friendship, that was a heel, turning heel, and then he got monster heat. But other than that, I can't think of one other example. Mm. Can you? I, I, I'm finding, I don't know. Not that I can think. Maybe like Triple H turning on Randy Orton and hitting him with the thumbs down. That that's one okay. of the storylines I was gonna say yeah. is uh, comparable. Is the evolution Batista turning on Triple or picking Triple H, um, stuff like that. That was. Uh, but to be fair, people were still booing Triple H before that. It wasn't like people were cheering Triple H weekly. Like he was getting the biggest. Biggest heel heat of the show every single week. Oh, I know. I'm just talking about long-term storytelling. Like, it's... Those two things, I think, are in that upper echelon. Yeah. But this Bloodline story is one of the best things they've done in years. And there's a whole compilation of it on uh, YouTube. I think it's like 450 videos. No. But it... No, I'm for real... (laughs) It compiles every backstage segment and, like, the ends of the matches. Because, you know, they'll put, like, the end yeah. of them on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's the entire Bloodline story. Jeez. I mean, I can believe it. It's been, it's been captivating stuff. We're getting a yeah, this is, soap opera every single Friday night, man. This is front runner for storyline of the year at the moment. Yeah. It probably should have won last year, honestly. Probably should have. It was close. Looking back, but the MJ, I think it's. I would pick this this storyline. Uh, I don't know. Are you telling me you were more captivated with CM Punk and MJF storyline than this current Bloodline storyline? Personally, yes. The reason I say Punk and MJF over last year was because the before the Sammy stuff, it wasn't fully there yet and i think the sammy stuff started what like august or september 
Mm, right around SummerSlam. Yeah. In July. So, I don't know. To me, it's definitely the front runner for this year. Yeah, definitely so. I find I just don't see anything surpassing it this year. Uh, probably not. The only thing I could see, and this is a huge variable, is if Punk and FTR return to face Kenny and the Bucks, and we'll, we'd have to even see how that played out. I could see that rivaling it, but right now, and this is it's early, and we're February recording this. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. To me, it takes the cake. Is there anything else you want to say about this? Storyline segment before we move on to Raw. Uh, just two back-to-back home run segments by the by the Bloodline with the the trial of Sami Zayn on Monday and the execution of Sami Zayn on Saturday. Just great, perfect. Yeah, SmackDowns must watch. Oh yeah, most definitely because of Uncle Howdy, right? Oh God. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> you give uh Royal Rumble thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. What you giving it? Uh, thumbs up. I would say. Mm, uh, eight point three out of ten. Sounds fair. I I'd say the same thing. Thumbs up. Eight eight point three. Good show. Really good yeah, show. It, really good show. Yeah. Well, um, that is the Royal Rumble review. We will move on to the Cody promo. Oh, Monday night, huh? To start off Monday Night Raw. Oh. And I'll go first because this is really the only good thing I got to say. (laughs) I'm not a big Cody guy. I'll give credit where credit's due. He's over. He's over. And the people love him, and people online are like, oh, well, they're going to sour on him. And like, I might say the same thing, kidding. In this WWE environment, Cody is perfect for it. Perfect for it. But, and it's not just, I mean, it's not just the kids that love him, which they do love him. I've seen a person dressed up as Cody. Did you see that? Like, the, the dude, mm-hmm. the little kid dressed up as Cody when he came to the ring, and he gave him a little, gave him a little hug. Like, just the kids love Cody. He looks like a star. He carries himself as the biggest guy in the company. Not biggest physically, but like the way he dresses. He came to the ring in a suit, tie, looked like a big deal. Everybody loved him. And I think we can put to bed with all the rumblings online with, oh, God, Sami Zayn's going to, he should get inserted into the main event. He's more over than Cody. Let's stop. Stop. Stop it. Get some help. Cody is the guy. He was the guy ever since he got brought back. This has been the long-term plan. They're sticking to it. They're not going to put Sami Zayn in the main event of WrestleMania when he has literally beaten, he has beaten nobody. He has beaten nobody of note in the last year. I don't care that he got the monster pop at Royal Rumble. Yes, he can get his, he can get his match at Elimination Chamber, but ultimately Roman should beat him, and Cody is the right guy to dethrone Roman to take this company into the next five or six years. It should be Cody Rhodes' show. It should be him. He's the guy. He's the star that we needed. Cody Rhodes. Don't get hot about I'm it. Just, I'm being hot about it. Yeah, I am. 
because I'm getting tired of all the, 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 the stories online, all the people online, all the, 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 the Twitter trolls saying, oh, Cody, he's, he doesn't mean what he says. He's phony. No, you know what? How about you just enjoy, how about you just enjoy a star in his prime that we, and a, a baby face that actually gets cheered. Oh, what a novel concept on WWE television. Uh, let's not just nuke his return by having Sammy take the main event spot from him. That's stupid. Should have been, it's Cody. Cody's the guy. Cody should have been the guy. And him in the main event of WrestleMania night two, taking both titles off Roman Reigns and getting the title that was promised to his daddy in the garden. It's the right storyline to go with. And I'm happy that they're going with that. Well, sorry to go off on a tangent there. I had that. Just, uh, well, I, I mean, hey, just go ahead, man. Sorry, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I, I like the whole Sammy thing, but again, when you put it like that, he really hasn't beaten anybody all year, and Cody's so over in this environment. It'll it'll make sense when we get to Mania, and all will pan out and all will be well. I do wish that they would split up the titles. I kind of hope that they do after Mania to like. I don't know. At least give the brand some prominence. Did you? But did you hear him bring up um, how he brought back the IC title to his uh, former glory or something like that during his promo? Made me think. Uh, oh no! Is he gonna bring the big gold back? Question mark. I think he's bringing the winged eagle back. He shared something on his Instagram the other day that was a picture of the winged eagle. Mm, I like, I'm here for yeah, it, man. I like retro. Bring it all back. These new belts are ugly. I think, but yeah, I mean, I think the direction they're gonna go in is he takes both titles off Roman, and then uh, after WrestleMania they have a draft and they split up the titles again. That's what I. Think. I'm completely fine with that because Roman's part time. He don't need the title anymore. Let Cody be WWE champion on Raw. Let hopefully the World Heavyweight Championship go to SmackDown if they bring back the big gold. Yeah. And because you know Triple H is a mark for the big gold. He likes belts. He got a big gold in his office in Titan Towers. Yeah. So then we can have, you know, a new World Heavyweight Champion or whatever on SmackDown. Let it be Gunther if he hadn't lost the Intercontinental title. Well, no, he'll probably still be. I'll, we'll get there when we get oh, yeah. there. Okay, go ahead. but anyways yeah this this segment was good my only slam and then i'll let you get in because we're kind of gonna go back and forth on the thing that followed this segment yeah uh was i don't love i don't know cody just puts on this facade and it's not my favorite thing but i mean it's neither here nor there like i said it works in the wwe environment so you go ahead with your scoop yeah, I, I like that, you know, I'm not the biggest edge guy, but him continuing his crusade against the Judgment Day is is a step in the right direction. I think they're going to go with either Priest and him, which I really do hope is Priest. Priest and Edge at WrestleMania or Finn Balor, which I, oh God, no, I hope it's not Finn Balor. Finn Balor or Edge at WrestleMania, which is, uh, what else you going to have Edge do at WrestleMania? I mean, I guess that's true, and that kind of correlates into my slam, was like, this kind of interrupted the whole Cody thing, and I didn't love it, and I don't, 
I'm kind of sick of Edge versus the Judgment Day. Like, how long has this been going on now? Uh, Can we get something di- different, new? Well, we haven't seen um. Well, yeah, we did. Uh, what else you gonna have him do, Micah? Edge. I don't know. Uh, Judgment Day is a top faction on Raw, though. I say that they're over. Uh, have him face Gunther. I don't know. No, Gunther's on SmackDown. Uh, I mean, I guess when you put it like that, there ain't nowhere else for him to go, but I don't, I guess I'm just kind of sick of it. I guess we'll move on if you're ready to move on. Yeah, let's go. All right. After this match, uh, we had, or after this segment, we had Seth versus, uh, Chad Gable or Seth Rollins. Well, Seth freaking Rollins. Sorry. Let me get all of his names out. How dare you? Um, <laughs> and I just want to touch on this for a second. I do enjoy what they're doing with the United States Championship, having it be in the chamber. Um, you know, it it's giving it some prestige. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Theory is going to go over, but basically they're having these uh, elimination matches to determine who's going to be in it. Seth picked up the win over Gable. And nothing of real importance here. Good match. Um, Good match. It was all right. Yeah, it, it was a good match. Both those guys can work, just, you know, it's just kind of on the TV. Yeah. Um, following that, we had Candice LeRae versus EO Sky. I like EO Sky. I don't like Candice LeRae, so uh, yeah. I had bigger and better things to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. we Can we circle back to Seth real quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so... This isn't necessarily a scoop or a slam. Maybe it's like a mini scoop. But Seth and Logan Paul getting built up. Because you remember in that backstage promo he did? Did you watch that? Where they brought up Logan Paul and he just looked like, oh, he's beneath me. And he just walks away when they asked him a question of Logan Paul. Yeah, it kind of blew him off. Yeah, I like that they're, I like they're building to that. But the, the LeRae Sky match, I didn't watch. So you go ahead, Mike. It, it'll be a good match. Uh, I'm ready to see the feud, but uh, I guess we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we'll see it develop over these next couple weeks. Yeah. All right. So, following that, we had Rhea Ripley's promo where they announced that she was going to, um, hey Charlotte. She was, yeah, she was picking her challenger. Yeah. Oh well, you just gave away the oh, whole spot. Sorry, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, I'll let you go ahead and kick us off, and, you know, we didn't really have any slams for this one, just scoops, which is always a good plus. Yeah. So you go ahead. You know, Rhea, she's a big star. She comes out to the ring. Pretty, pretty good reaction. Um, cuts a okay promo. Uh, she chooses Charlotte, which is the, in hindsight, I don't see why I missed this, but. I thought she was going to pick Bianca, personally. But then I started to think, you know what? If she didn't pick Charlotte, who the heck was Charlotte going to face at WrestleMania? Like, what is SmackDown hat? Liv Morgan? You want to see Liv Morgan in the main event for the SmackDown no, Women's Show? No no, 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 no. No, nobody wants to see that. Maybe people backstage want to see that, but I don't want to see that. Um, and, you know, Rhea and Charlotte had a pretty good match at WrestleMania 36? The one with the empty arena. Where COVID shut them down. Uh, 36, I think. Yeah, they had a pretty good match. It kind of got bogged down a little bit. 
by not having any fans there. But Charlotte going over Rhea was the it was the worst. It was terrible in hindsight because it kind of stifled Rhea's potential on the main roster. You didn't take her serious if she gets beat by Charlotte. You know her first feud out of the gate. Um, and then Charlotte beat her again a couple years, uh, I think a year later at Money in the Bank. So Rhea's never beaten Charlotte. So Rhea getting her win back from Charlotte is the right decision in my book. And it brings the judgment day to SmackDown. And you know who else is on SmackDown, Michael? Booyaka, booyaka! 619, yes, sir. <laughs> and yeah, Dominic and Ray. In a hair versus mask match, I think it'd be pretty cool for us, man. Oh, I didn't think about that. Hair versus mask. Uh, growing his hair out? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. See, and he, you put your booking hat on today. No, no. And then well, Dominic came out in the Royal Rumble with Ray's mask. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, interesting. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. So we're getting, we're getting off topic. But still, Rhea, um, the whole segment was a scoop. Yeah, I, I agree. The only thing I had to add, which kind of ties in with your stuff, was uh just her star power. She feels yeah like the biggest woman on the roster, um, and I think she is literally. But well, um, <laughs> oh well, you know, um, but you know, it was a really good segment. I really can't say anything more than you did. I personally was a Bianca Rhea, uh hopeful person i guess but me and you kind of talked about it last night who would charlotte have faced and i said maybe raquel which i would have been okay with but i think if they do Rhea and charlotte Char or Rhea gets her win back which makes total sense bianca and oscar both of those things will work out yeah. and like i i think like you said bianca and Rhea are their stars for tomorrow keep them apart as long as possible yeah oh hey what? Wait a minute. What the heck happened to Rhonda? Oh. Oh, we don't talk about her. <laughs> no, wait a minute. What? She wasn't in the Rumble, was she? Mm-mm. Did she get hurt? I think she just, uh, <laughs> gone. Dang, man. <laughs> she got sent back to the farm. Oh, man. Not the farm. Oh, the farm. Now, I don't know. I'm not missing her. No, 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 sir. That she, <laughs> I thought she had something with uh, Shayna. I thought they were like a tag team. I don't know. Uh, they may face off at Mania, maybe. <laughs> why, I don't know. Why wasn't she in the Rumble? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I'm thinking probably because she was doing weekly TV when Charlotte beat her. They just were kind of like, all right, you have your vacation or whatever. How crazy is that that nobody online is bringing up Ronda? <laughs> Because, dude, it was bad. Like, I know we hadn't been covering it, but, man, it was bad. Jeez. I, I really don't see an outcry for Rhonda. Like, all right, then. Well, you know, yeah. I ain't going to be crying no. for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Neither one of us will be. Well, after uh, the Rhea segment, we had another uh, chamber elimination match for the U.S. title. It was Johnny Gargano versus Baron Corbin, and yep. as <laughs> it uh, Johnny 
Gargano met the same fate that his wife did earlier in the show. I had better things to do because I don't care for either of them. Yeah. Um, Poor JBL. Yeah, he's trying. He's really trying. He deserves better. We had uh, MVP's VIP lounge after this okay. with Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, we both had a scoop here. I said Theory looked really good. Uh, he looks like a star, and they played off of each other well. And I guess I'll go ahead and say my slam as well. My slam for this was it it went a little too long, and it was a little aimless at times. Yeah. And I said both of those things at the same time because they kind of correlate. Like, at times, I was like, okay, this is good. They're working together. The chemistry's there. But then sometimes they would just randomly like say things back and forth, and I was just like, "Okay, what, what are we getting at?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just how I felt. Yeah, yeah. MVP he sounded good on the mic, and theories has improved a lot. So um, the only slam I got for this segment is Bobby coming out to. Man, God dang! Can theory get? Can theory get the upper hand one week? Can he? No. Can he beat up Bobby? You probably couldn't beat up Bobby, but geez, can you can you send out Tozawa? Can he beat up Tozawa for a segment? I don't know. <laughs> Bobby beats up Theory, which is you know okay. He's mad about what, what is he mad about? I don't know. Maybe he was sending a message for the chamber. Uh, yeah. Is he in the match? I'm sure he will be. He's got to be right. But he's feud with Brock. Yeah. Maybe Brock will break through the chamber and beat Bobby up. That's what I can see happening, but. Have we? <laughs> now, I've been watching the product pretty pretty frequently, Micah. I know you probably fell off a little bit when we took a hiatus, but yeah. what are, why are Brock and Bobby mad at each other? Like, what caused this? What's causing all this? What, what, what happened? Uh, why are they beating up each other? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They've had matches. They've had the one at um, Royal Rumble last year, they had the Saudi Arabia show. They, which I think Brock won by a roll up, and Bobby just beat him up. And then, uh, so they're fighting each other because. Like, what are you gonna roll in a video package? How are you gonna explain this? I guess it's just. Can we cut a promo? Maybe they didn't settle the feud. <laughs> Who's gonna cut a promo? Oh, why, why are they feuding though? I don't know. They. I mean, I like. I, I want to see this match, yeah. but but without Heyman and without MVP, it's like who? What are we doing? Who's gonna lead this? Hopefully, MVP will be managing Bobby by then, so we can get a little a semblance of a storyline here. Can we save this? I'm sure the match. Oh. I'm sure the match at Mania is gonna be good. Hopefully in a fight pit match, but I don't, I don't know, man. But this is all a miss to me as far as like the build up. It's here. Yeah. Like it's on the TV. Yeah, I'm gonna. But I'll, I'll happily enjoy the match when it happens. But it's kind of like with the FTR Briscoes match. I mean, yeah, it's a great match. But why did they have that match? Why did they have yeah. a Why did they have a, a dog collar match? What, what was the What was the reason behind that? Oh well, you know they're uh, yeah they uh, big they 
caught in the MMA. Uh, I mean, there's some backstory, but I guess like what rekindled it. We need some explaining <laughs> of why. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, well, we'll move on. We'll just hit a couple things real quick because it kind of yeah. There's just a couple things here throughout the rest of the show, and then we'll get to the main event. Um, Rick Boogs returned, and um, I believe you put it best when we were kind of talking about this earlier off air. He's got the physique and some potential. He is a little goofy at times, but, like, he looks good. Yeah. The he kind of looks like Rick Rude. He does. He's jacked, too. I don't remember him looking that big at WrestleMania. Well, you know, and, but it's, <laughs> not on the wellness policy if you're not wrestling. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, he, he, he has charisma. I can see him getting over, but the goofy stuff is not my cup of tea. Yeah, I agree. Might be better off in AW. No, 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 no. <laughs> I ain't going that far. No. Um, after this, we had Becky and Bailey segment. Mm. Uh, Bailey came out to talk to the crowd. Mm. Becky would end up interrupting. Um, let's see. Where, where do we start here? Dude, I think we were both on opposite sides of the spectrum here. Yeah, because to me, I thought Bailey was okay for the most part. The laugh takes me out of it. I don't enjoy that. And she was using some real life situations to maybe put some fuel on the fire. Yeah. She was saying that like they all Seth and Bailey or Seth and Becky only got married because Bailey got pregnant and uh she wanted to be with Seth because of Seth's position in the company. But you you didn't have the same feeling about this that I did. Oh. So I thought it was okay and I mean it was passable. <laughs> A lot of people have been dogging Bailey online, anyways. She sucks. So I'll, she sucks. Yeah, I'll let you take the floor. <laughs> you got a scoop for this segment. I this is all a slam for me. I Bailey just isn't. She's not on the mic, man. She just doesn't convince me that she means what she says. And then she laughs after everything she says, like she's trying to do an impression of Seth Rollins. I don't know, man. Just. This was a big slam for me. And then, you know, Becky came out. I know Becky's over. Becky is over with the audience, but the audience does not care about Bailey. She's not getting a reaction, mm. Michael. She's not. The whole Kai and Sky thing is not working. I was willing to give it a shot when she came back at SummerSlam. I was, you know, uh, Triple H, you know, bringing back Bailey. She got the NXT, you know, uh, carry ons with her. I was hopeful and you know i gave it a chance but after seven months eight months of these segments i'm out i'm done i can't i can't be a fan of the current incarnation of bailey becky and bailey hopefully will blow this thing out blow this thing off very soon because i don't see how they can stretch this out to mania we can get a little steel cage match that everybody was you know, having a hissy fit about they wanted to see so bad on Raw 30, which I did not care for. I thank God it got cut. But you know, I want to see. well, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just being the, the the reasonable talking head here for the for the IWC. Nobody cares about this feud, man. Let's end it. Bailey sucks. 
Can we move on? I mean, I wanted to see the steel cage match. I, you were alone. My main issue with this was that when Becky walked off, she went to, like, grab EO. Or not EO, but Dakota to, like, goad Bailey into accepting the match. But, like, why was Dakota just set up right by the door? Just Because she wasn't knocked out. She was just there I, guess, I don't know it was odd it was weird this segment wasn't my favorite but i mean i thought it was okay i'm not lost on bailey yet but that's just me that's because you didn't watch the weekly shows man we're on hiatus yeah. i watch these shows he sucks man i'm out well, i'm out we'll see in a couple weeks yeah. <laughs> um following this we had another of the elimination chamber matches it was bronson reed versus dolph ziggler yeah. You know, I love my boy Ziggler, but uh, yeah, I knew where this one was headed. Bronson Reed won. He beat the tar out of Ziggler, too. <laughs> well, you know. He took a good beat down. I'll say that. Hey, well, you know, I mean, my man never jobbed. Well, no, he always <laughs> jobbed. He always, yeah. <laughs> but he always makes him look good if he's jobbing. Yeah. Um, Not my favorite Spirit Squad member. Oh, come on. Hey, all I'm saying is Kenny should have had that spot. Oh, well, you know. He he didn't he didn't cut it. He didn't <laughs> he didn't cut the claw. Hey, you know, I give Ziegler a shout out. He probably got my man Kenny Dykstra job on the as a backstage producer. So you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And he got hurt during the rumble. He did. He was limping. You think he still <laughs> you think he can still hit that that leg drop? Uh, I don't know. He's up there in age now, like Ziggler. He can't be. He got to be like 33, 34. Dykstra? Nah, he's definitely at least close to 40. No way. He was 21 when he made his debut. Yeah, but Ziggler, he... Oh, okay. No, my fault, my fault. He's 36. Hey, man. Oh, 30? He's younger than Roman? <laughs> hey, man. Ain't no strap, way. Strap the rocket to my man Kenny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he retired in like 2021. Dang, man. That's crazy. Well, we'll get to our main event of Monday Night Raw. We had the battle between the former Bullet Club leaders, Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Yeah, how about that, man? Would you have believed it a year earlier that Finn Balor would be facing Cody Rhodes in the main event of Raw? No. <laughs> Not at all. I definitely didn't think that. I um, thought it was a good match, too. Big scoop, in my opinion. Good match. Yeah, it was a good match. And, I mean, you know, we're not the biggest Finn fans, and I'm not the biggest Cody fan, but I give them credit where credit's due. It was a solid match. Um, I, I like that they played off of that past history. I just don't like that they don't mention it. I guess. They, uh, they don't ever say. No, they, they did. Didn't I didn't hear them. Uh, Patrick. Uh, Irish cast. He said Bullet Club. I, it, I specifically perked up when he said that. I was like, wait, wait, hold up now. I've never okay, heard that. Yeah, they, they really did say that during the match. You know, Triple H ain't, um, his regime don't shy away from saying outside stuff. You know, they, they said, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe um, when all that happened. Yeah. All right, so the only slam I had with this match was the Judgment Day 
Edge involvement in it. And I, I do understand why the Judgment Day got involved because their boy Finn. But I don't know. I guess I just kind of wanted this match to just be this match with no outside interference. And it also kind of ties into the stuff I was saying earlier that I'm kind of sick of Edge versus the Judgment Day. But also, what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? It just wasn't my favorite in this event. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, it was definitely crowd was hot. Good match. Uh, it was there. Yeah, nothing to write home about, I guess. But no, no, go all back in all, watch. yeah. What would you rate this edition of Monday Night Raw? Uh, I get about a six point eight. Get six point eight. I was thinking around that seven, seven point two, maybe. Wasn't a bad episode of Raw. I think it was definitely. Minus Raw 30, it was probably one of the better ones in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I had a couple good matches. A few segments where they were building to something that I was excited for. So, I, yeah, I'd say a 6.8. It's pretty yeah. appropriate. I agree. All in all, though, a, a fun week of wrestling, and I'm excited to see where they keep going as we, you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania. You never know. Um, we will be back not so, so the new format we're going to try and do now that we're back off of our hiatus, um, we're going to try and do a raw and rumors episode, and then we're going to try and do a dynamite and SmackDown episode. So then, um, we got to work out exactly when we think those will release, but all in all, those will be our schedules. Now, if we have pay-per-views, we will probably skip the rumor segment, just do pay-per-view and Raw and then SmackDown and Dynamite. And I think that's how we're going to go moving forward. And we're going to keep trying to do this scoops and slams. I think it's a little quick, uh, quicker paced, you know, instead of breaking everything down because most of the guys, you know, and ladies that are going to listen to our podcast have probably already watched product anyway, so you just want to hear our thoughts about it and not you know, play-by-play analysis. Or that's at least just how I feel. Yeah. And it's definitely easier on us as yeah. viewers. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Because sitting there taking notes on everything, it uh, it kind of takes you out of it. And I feel like yeah. it makes me more harsh, I guess. Dread watching it. Yeah. But uh, all in all, a fun episode. We I know I'm glad to be back. I'm sure you are too. Oh, heck yeah, man. Good to be yeah. scooped. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll go ahead. We're not going to record this weekend's or the Dynamite and SmackDown episode. We're going to miss that one. We will be back next week with Raw and Rumors. And then hopefully from there on out, barring, you know, any unfortunate circumstances, we will be back regularly scheduled programming. But card subject to change, you know, like the old WCW pay-per-views. Make sure to check us out on twitter instagram um you know we may have some things in the works trying to get stuff on youtube we may start going live on twitch we did that a little bit ago for the whole vent selling the saudi thing that ended up not panning out at all yeah yeah cassidy haynes <laughs> you piece of good no, <laughs> but uh Curse. all in all a uh, a fun week of wrestling it's glad to see you know, things things have turned a corner definitely with the Triple H regime. But make sure to check us out. Twitter, Instagram, at Scoop Slam Pod. 
We'll be back next week with Raw and Rumors. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Have a good rest of your day.